The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. And we're so grateful that you're with us as we finish out the month of June together and we continue to be uh, studying in God's word. We're in Ephesians chapter 4 this morning if you're following along with us. Um, yesterday, uh, we talked a bit about um, the offices that God had, or the gifts. Has been, I mean, they're, they're offices, but the gifts that God gave to the church. We, met, we met referenced the fact that there are gifts given to each and every one of us, spiritual gifts, which you find in 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12, that describes the gifts and how it works together as a body. And these are the gifts that each of us have that we can work effectively in the church and for our families, community, things of that nature. Uh, but it's ultimately the church working together to make that work. Today, we, then, then yesterday, we talked about the gifts given to that church, to us, and we, they were positions. They were initially apostles and prophets that were there to help establish the church and to set it. Now it's pastors, evangelists, and teachers um, that are establishing there to help maintain what's here and move it forward. So yesterday, we talked about his plan. Today, we're going to look a little bit at his purpose, what it is. You know, we talked about the idea that we have, we have help. We have help in ministry. We have help that helps us get to it is where we need to be. Today, we're going to look at the purpose of that, the purpose of what it is that God is asking us to do. Let's go back to verse 11, just for context to see the gift, and then we'll move into the next couple of verses. He says, and he gave some apostles and then some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of God, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning of craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in him and all things, which is the head, even Christ. So the first thing, when we look yesterday, the gifts coming in, we were going to look at now why. What was the purpose? And so he he did come in and talk about these different gifts. We won't repeat them again today. But verse 12, he says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And so the perfecting of the saints is the term perfect, especially in the King James, when you look at it, it almost generally speaks of maturing. Uh, The idea of perfect being perfect, Perfect means becoming uh, mature. Um, in James, it says, count all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, the trying of your faith, um, work with patience. And that's patience have for a perfect work, that he may be perfect or mature. So the idea is that the, what we're getting from Event, you know, in today's day, we've got the information from the prophets and the apostles from in the Word of God. So that's been recorded in the Bible, and that's what we go back to, and this is the foundation. It's inspired by God. That's what we move forward with. Uh, in today's day and age, we have evangelists and pastors and teachers who take the Word of God, and uh, from their own gifts and their own different um, abilities and their own different callings, will come and challenge the church. They will encourage the church. Paul told Timothy, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all, with all doctrine and long-suffering. And so we keep going, we keep teaching. Why? For all of us to become mature. Now, it's unique. I'll be honest with you from a pastor's perspective. Please understand that. I guess I want to clarify something here. I don't necessarily think that that all of a sudden means that the man standing behind the pulpit uh, is better than anybody else in the pew. Uh, I'm the pastor and I am better and I have arrived and therefore everybody else needs to follow. I actually, the more I study the Word of God, the more I grow in Christ, 
find that to be opposite. I, I find my own battles and my own struggles and all those things even more as I study. And as I grow in that, God speaks to me in turn can help use that to speak to others. So I hope you understand this is not lifting the men that hold the position of pastor, evangelist, teacher up above anybody else. When we sit and listen to um, a man that teaches in the church, uh, and, and frankly, sometimes in that situation, uh, could be ladies teaching to children or ladies teaching other ladies, anybody who's teaching, anybody that's been given that gift and imparting knowledge to other people, uh, they aren't better because they're there. They may have a training experience, a gift from God, whatever it would be. But in that situation, they aren't better than other people. Uh, they're just called by God to do this. I'm not better than anyone else in the church. I've been called by God. And I hope you understand something. When someone's been called by God, they've been anointed, they've been gifted, they've been given the grace to do what's necessary. So we don't listen because we think that person's better. We listen because they've been called by God to share a message. Now, again, the goal is that the responsibility, let me say that, the responsibility of those men is to take the word of God and expound it and to teach it, not their opinion. Never ever follow the opinion of a teacher or a pastor then, just follow the word of God. Not even opinion that they can kind of tag a verse to. What are they teaching from the word of God? So he says, we're perfecting all of us. And it's for me and others to be matured in Christ. And he says, for the work of the ministry, we all grow in Christ and we get involved, engage, and accomplish more of the cause of the ministry. For the edifying, it ultimately edifies the entire body of Christ. That entire church is strengthened. That entire church is matured. That entire church is helped. That entire church has found hope and encouragement and grows. That is the goal. Now, he says in verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. I hope you understand. Even Paul says he is not, he's not already attained. What we're looking at here is what we're striving to get to. But I'll be honest, more than likely, we're not going to see this. We're never going to get to full unity of faith and the full knowledge of the Son of God and a perfect man. That's something we're going to strive for. And that was what we call glorification. When Jesus comes back and where he calls us to church home first, actually, we're going to achieve this, that we're going to have fullness. But until then, we're striving for that. We're constantly striving to grow in Christ. Here's the premise behind that. You say, well, I've been saved for a long period of time. I've already attained this. No, you haven't. You just haven't. Paul said he didn't. No one has. You can't, whether you are 20, 40, 80, it doesn't make a difference. No matter how long you've been saved, no matter how long you've been in church, and how much you think you know about the Bible and the Word of God, you have not attained. You have not achieved these things. That's why no matter where I am in my Christian journey, I need to place myself under biblical teaching that I can follow, that I can grow, so that if, as I grow, I help edify the body. Because if I'm not growing, then I'm only pulling from the body. I'm yanking the body apart. I'm sucking out what should be helping. I'm hurting the body because I'm not doing my part to minister in the body. So that's, that we sit underneath these. Why? It continues in a great purpose. Till we all come in the unity of faith and now unto the Son of God, unto a mature man, perfect man, mature man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children, or kind of we be no more like children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. He says one of the reasons, the pri one of the primary goes, you've got the unity, the growth, the maturing, so that we grow in maturity, we grow in edifying, we do these so that we're no longer like children who just believe what anybody tells them. 
There are so many things today that when I, I hear a statistic and I look back and think, and I remember when I was young, I was told this. And frankly, because of the person who told me that, because I respected them, I I've sometimes have held, this is the way it is. And then I, now I Google it. We couldn't Google it back then. Google were people we knew. But now we Google it or we research it out online or read up on it. And we find that the information we're given was not accurate. It was the person thought it was right. We're given wrong information. Well, you know, as children. When somebody tells you something and they're confident about it, well, you believe it. You just, this is what they said, and you run with it. Well, you don't want to be like that spiritually. So I listened to my pastor on Sunday, and he, yeah, it's a great point. But then I listened to this guy. He differed, and so I think I'm going to follow him. And then this guy said this. The key is we have to be so strong and so stable in the Word of God that it doesn't matter who's saying what, because I have enough stability in the Word of God that I can filter what they're saying by what I know to be true. So if that person is teaching something that is unbiblical, I should have enough knowledge or at least enough filling of the Holy Spirit to recognize there's something wrong there. At least enough discernment to be able to reach out to someone and say, I'm confused in this area. But if you hear three different perspectives on a section of scripture, they're not all right. So you've got to go back, and that's the point. I sit under teaching, I learn, I grow. It's one of the core reasons we do expositional teaching and preaching here. While we want preaching that challenges us to grow in Christ, we want a stability. We want this foundation that we can go to the Word of God and understand what the Bible says so we can grow. So we're no longer, longer like children. Here's something else that happened. Children are selfish. Children are petty. Children like to do things their own way because they're immature. So the picture here, if we're acting like that in church, can you imagine uh, the lack of growth, the lack of health in the church? Can you imagine um, the, shall we say, even damage we do to other people because we're acting like children? Uh, and that's the goal. He, he's using, I should say, strong language, but he's just making the comparison. We should grow and be mature. If you want to use the phrase, the adults in the room, we should be stable and mature and growing in Christ. And so that comes by being in a place where we can grow from these gifts God has given us, the apostles and prophets, reading the Word of God, evangelists, pastors, teachers, sitting ourselves under the teaching of the Word of God, surrounded by other people so we get matured, we're edified, we grow, and then we're stable when we might hear false doctrine. And we can say, I don't know always why, but I know there's something wrong there because we've been growing in stability for Christ. Well, I hope that you'll, you'll see that as a great challenge. I hope you're inspired by it. Please remember, there's nothing, nothing super great about the people who hold the positions, but there's something divine about the people who do. Please understand that. What I mean by that is something that God has ordained. God has placed these positions. I've seen men ruin, women ruin these positions. So it's not the men that hold these positions, it's the positions they hold. And if they do it biblically, you can grow by listening and placing yourself under their ministries. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for doing that now, giving this pastor a chance to encourage and edify you. I hope it's an encouragement. I hope it makes sense. And I hope it just inspires you to continue to grow in your walk with Christ. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. And we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.